Managing money is time-consuming, difficult, and well, sometimes just stressful. Does it leave you confused, exhausted, and frustrated? Having those countless arguments with your parents and rant sessions with your friends all leading to the same piece of advice. You need to spend responsibly and save money. But the real question is, how? How do you achieve this? Well, come discover the simple truths about money with Finlect. Better yet, deep dive with us in our weekly podcasts and learn the most practical tips and tricks that can help you lead that life of financial stability. Hi guys, welcome to yet another podcast hosted by Finlek. Today we have a very interesting person on our podcast and we're super excited to introduce her to you. She is the co-founder of Ojo, which is an application that a lot of us have heard about. It helps young people get the skills that they need to be employed and to be ahead of the game, especially in this market and in this situation. All right. So let's say, you know, I've reached the final round of interviews and now I'm, you know, it's either in or out based on the kind of salary that I'm offered. How exactly do I like put a number on my own skill set, especially when I'm a young graduate? So generally what I mean, it's something I've noticed, I've experienced and I've also, you know, heard from a lot of my friends that if you're a fresh graduate, the first thing they tell you is that you have no experience. That's why we're starting you off at this salary band. So where should I go to find the right salary for my, you know, current role? Yeah. So where should you go? Um, I would say look online. So look at similar jobs that may have put the the salary bands on Google, Glassdoor. Um, you know, a lot of the recruitment agencies, they post um, salary surveys on a yearly basis that will give you a good idea based on your experience level. Um, so that's a good way to get an indication of what they're paying um, at certain levels. Um, also tap into your network. So ask any of your friends that are working in similar businesses what they're getting paid. What is the kind of band that um, is the industry standard for what you're trying to do? Um, so I think that is a good way to find out, you know, what uh, you should expect as a salary. Um, In terms of what you should agree to or what you should take as a salary, I think it's very dependent on your personal circumstances and and the role. So, you know, if you have the opportunity to work in a great role where you're going to grow tremendously, but it's not necessarily paying you the industry average for a graduate, it's kind of weighing up those pros and cons, right? So depending on your personal circumstances, if you don't necessarily need to earn that much more money, you would kind of value the experience more. So those are just things to keep in mind when you're thinking about salaries as a graduate. It's unfortunately not, you know, as uh, simple as a blanket answer, especially over here because it varies so much. Some businesses don't pay graduates at all. Some businesses yeah. will pay stipends. Some will have a starting salary. So it's a bit tricky. Um, but I think it's about evaluating the overall circumstances of the opportunity. I mean, especially in this culture and uh, at least in this part of the world, there's a certain taboo or certain sense of secrecy that's associated with discussing salaries or asking for a raise or, you know, knowing how much someone saves. So why do you think this is the case? Like, is it something that corporates actively kind of propagate as a culture? to protect themselves? Or is it something that's just like a cultural thing? I think it's more a cultural thing, to be honest. Um, and especially in this region, you know, everyone is, wants to keep 
a sense of ego in check almost. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of the sad reality of how it is um, culturally. But I, th- I think a lot of that is changing, and especially with the younger generation. You know, our generation is coming out. They're being more clear about where they stand in terms of their finances, what are their difficulties, what they need and what they want. And I think organizations are also adapting themselves to that. So as, you know, the the generation of employees are asking for more transparency, asking for, you know, very visible salary bands, et cetera, organizations are having to provide that to them in terms of their organization culture. So I think, unfortunately, you know, the culture in this region has been based around secrecy, especially around finances and things that make people uncomfortable when they talk about it. But I think with our generation, that is changing and organizations are changing with that. I mean, I hope that's true. Yes, there is a certain amount of change around us. But I I personally feel that there's still, you know, there's more room for improvement and that we still need to kind of start having conversations about money and jobs and this whole process, just even with our own friend circles, because sometimes we just learn so much. Or like if somebody else made a mistake that we would have easily made, it's, it's a good reality check to get. And what if, let's say, I landed a job and I've been at a, let's say, internee role or something that I think is just like a starter for me that the company has created so that they could at some point, you know, uh, pick me and make me permanent. So I have two questions here. First one is, how do I approach, uh, you know, approach the company and kind of question if I will be even kept permanent or like how long the period is? And second is, if, you know, they decide to make me permanent, how do I ensure that I get the raise that I deserve? Yeah, so I think transparency is key over here. So when you go in for your interview or before you accept the intern offer, um, you should let them know that your intention is to find something that is going to turn permanent. So they know that. Um, and if there is absolutely no permanent opportunity at the end of the internship, most employers will also make that clear. Um so if you do that at the, at the get-go, they're aware that that's what you, you're looking for. Um, also, before you start the internship, you should ask them the time period or the duration of the internship, because that will give you a time period where at the end of that time, you can sit there and ask them, okay, you know, I've performed, I've, you know, shown value to the organization. As you know, I want to be a permanent employee. Where do we stand with that? Um, So I think two key things is be very transparent that you want a permanent job and also ask them what is the time duration of the internship opportunity. Every time there's a renewal or an end of a period, that is the opportunity for you to have that conversation. Um, And even if it's even if they renew you, um, it's a good opportunity for you to get clarity on where you stand. What do you think is the advantage of having financial goals in your life, especially when you're young and you're looking for jobs? How does it help you? Does it does it you know make this process more clear, or does it help you place yourself in you know uh, the job market or which interview to go to? Does it help in any way, or is it just an added stress that you should just kind of do away with? No, it definitely helps. Having financial goals is is a great kind of milestone to put in for yourself. Uh, as a graduate, you know, those should be relatively flexible depending on what industry and what markets you're focusing on. Sometimes you need to do stuff or experience over, over the money. Um, but having financial goals is incredibly important. And, and the sooner you start, the better. And it will help you just have a more secure future. You know, if you lose a job, you're not, you have savings you can rely on. 
if you have a passion project you want to pursue, you have the freedom to do that. You know, you have freedom to achieve certain things in life more so more easier than others or sooner than others would. So it's very important to have those financial goals and to start working on those really as soon as as soon as you can. All right. And what about the, you know, the young adults who are freelancers and who've kind of just started out trying to get a return on a, on their creativity, you know, what should they do or how should they kind of analyze this? Yeah, sure. So with freelancers, you're essentially not just competing with graduates in the country or you're working remotely. So you're competing with, you know, freelancers online. So have a look at people that have the similar type of skill set as you. Um, similar type of work experience, portfolio, and see how much they're charging and then kind of set your salary that way. Now, one good approach is if you're really early off and you don't have that much experience, you don't have a big portfolio, um, the one thing you can do is charge a competitive rate. So maybe you charge a little bit less than what your competitors are charging, but you gain more and more work, build your portfolio up, And then you can start charging higher and higher rates. You kind of set yourself ahead of the rest of the crowd. So what, according to you, is the most important thing, uh, you know, about being creative? And what kind of strategic tips would you give to, let's say, somebody who's just started freelancing? Yeah, so I think for freelancing, uh, your value builds based on your portfolio and the type of work you're doing and the types of clients you're working with. So, you know, the tips that I give to young freelancers that are starting off is that, That should be the focus initially. The money will come. The bigger your portfolio is, the bigger the brand names are, the higher rates you can charge. Um, obviously, granted that you are very good at what you're doing, you're putting in all your effort, and you're really delivering value to these clients. So I think it's very important to build your professional and personal brand online because that's where people find you and that's where you gain more and more clients. Put yourself out on every different platform there is and try and get as many reputable brands and, and work and opportunities through them to build your portfolio. Once you have a solid portfolio, once you have a couple of big brands on there, once you've worked with you know a variety of different clients, you automatically are able to charge more and more. And that helps build um, the rates that you can charge and the money that you're going to make out of freelancing. So it's a tough game freelancing, but I think if you play it right um, and network, networking is very, very important for freelancing. So if you deliver good value to one client, um, it is more likely that they will refer you to their friend who is looking for a similar thing, another business, etc. And also that they will hire you back. Right. So then from, you know, from a savings perspective, how important is it to have any backup before, you know, even starting to look for employment? Or is it okay to not have a backup? I think it depends on your personal circumstances, but for most people, I think it's it's definitely good to have some savings, depending on it. You know, if you're not earning money, I'm not sure how much you're actually able to save, but whatever you are able to save, start putting it away. Even having one month's worth of salary saved up before you actually start working just gives you room to be able to do certain things that you wouldn't if you were just waiting on your paycheck to paycheck to come in. So I would say it's important to just have something there. Yeah. And I also think it's important because it kind of gives you this assurance that this job is not everything in the world because it's paying yeah. the bills. You you start to see more value in the things that you're doing because you're not financially kind of, you know, in this disadvantage where if this job is out of my hands, oh, how am I going to, you know, 
sustain my lifestyle. So I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. So when you're not in that mindset that this job pays my bills or, you know, I need this job because I won't be able to have any money, et cetera, then that all leads to anxiety. It leads to, um, you know, frustration at work and it affects mental health. Whereas if you have savings, you're more and more secure, which means that even mentally you have less anxiety, you have less stress, and that makes a huge difference to your productivity and, and how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I that's true. So like, I, I mean, personally, I consider you to be a creative entrepreneur, especially with the kind of, um, you know, brand image that Ojo has. So if you had to give just one, you know, piece of advice to any young creative entrepreneur, what would you say? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, my one, one piece of advice would be be true to yourself. Find the work that really inspires you um, and put everything you have into that work. Because people can really tell the difference between just doing a job for the sake of doing a job and doing a job as a creative where you're truly passionate and inspired and adding your creativity to it. As an entrepreneur looking to work with creative people, I want to be able to maybe give an idea of my vision, but then have the creative person add their creativity, add their flair, add their element to that. If I have to kind of explain everything and almost kind of just have my vision recreated because that person is not necessarily truly passionate about what they're doing, um, that typically comes through and it's, it's very visible. So I would say um, that's very key for a creative person. Yeah, so thanks, Monica. That was, it was a really great conversation. Um, really enjoyed talking to you and just sharing sharing our ideas and our thoughts about this and and like I said earlier you know as a graduate it is tough out there but stay true to yourself follow your passions don't put too much pressure and do what's right for you and in that process try and be as honest as transparent and just mold yourself with your surroundings um, to make the most of it if you want more um, insights into these types of things, or if you have any questions, even yourself, Monica, just as a, as a young graduate, you know, that's what it's there for. So you can put your questions up there and, and get those answered and really looking forward to collaborating more with Finlect in the future as well. So thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Zainab, for coming on this show and sharing so many valuable insights from your experiences. And of course, we're excited to continue this collaboration with Ojo. For everyone listening in, I hope this was helpful for you and this probably aids your journey into finding the right employment opportunity. Please go check out Ojo and its offering. And while you're at it, get the Finlect app and try to be more mindful with your money.